All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Podcast. As always, this is Marlon. Casey, how are we this evening? Marlon, you know, would have been better yesterday. Would have been we're recording a day late, and that is that is my fault. Um, one of the one of the kiddos put our I put my phone in the laundry basket while we were doing laundry, and somehow found it. It's actually kind of weird because you know it's. A, in this kind of holiday, I'm working but not working kind of week, so I was kind of okay if my phone was missing for a little bit. That would have been, you know, it, most times that's probably not going to happen, but for whatever reason, I, I was feeling okay with my phone missing, except that I had to get a hold of you and let you know that I was still up for recording. Uh, I wasn't able to do that in time until the phone, uh, I was going to tangent into how I found the phone. Not really important, I guess, um, but uh didn't get a hold of you in time to record last night so sorry uh fellow fans that it is a day late and the mood is much more sour today than it would have been uh would have been yesterday for certain (laughs) yeah last night was much better night um but we're in the last week of 2020 yeah probably the last podcast of 2020 Uh, no it will be not probably yeah it will be unless we have to do emergency podcasts which we've never done before we've never done Talked about it many a times. <laughs> never, yeah. never have pulled it off. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, this. Well, we were we probably last night would have been heavy on football. Um, yeah. If we had recorded last night, fast forward twenty four hours, uh, we're going to be a little heavy on basketball. Yeah, it's going to be a little. Yeah, a little bit heavy on basketball. Uh, we're recording just after the Badger game. Uh, against Maryland finished up, and that's probably where we will start. I thought I had another another story to go at the Ooh. beginning, at the top, at the top here, but uh, no, that's okay. Let us know if you remember it. Yeah, well, I'll throw it in at the end. Yeah. How about that? How about that? All, All right, right, so let's start there, Marlo, with uh, Wisconsin. Uh, start with the Badgers. Start with basketball. Uh, a home loss to Maryland today, seventy to sixty-four. Um, I guess a really what felt like. Overall, I guess how I've gone back and forth about how I want to characterize this. Uh, yeah. Part of me just wants to chalk, throw up, you know, the papers and say Maryland just made shots that they normally don't make. Uh, that's excuse Casey talking. Um, more a little bit more rational. Casey says defenses just didn't show up. The effort wasn't there on the defensive end mm. in the second half. We gave up forty six points in the second half. Uh, I think that's what this game boils down to. Maryland made 14 of their last 16 shots. And yeah, some of them, I'm going to refute my excuse-making, Casey, a little bit. <laughs> Just having and an argument with yourself. Let's go. Continue. This is, hey, welcome to my head <laughs> after a Badger loss. Because I'll lay awake at night and do this. Um, <laughs> ah, shoot, I forgot. I, I, I wrote it down. I, I can't find it right now. I want to say like 14 of the 26 makes in the second half, or maybe it was in the game, were laps or dunks? Yeah. Uh, so I can I can sit here and say they made a lot of shots they shouldn't have made. Uh, their three point shooting was way above average. I mean, and some of those were open, but some of those were contested that they probably don't make any other game. Uh, but they made in this game. But I think it was lost at the rim on the defensive rotation on those kind of the effort defense that we've seen from Wisconsin throughout the season was not there. Uh, was not there today and gave up 70 points to a Maryland team who normally uh, normally doesn't score that. Yeah. I think I, I'm kind of in the middle there. I think it was this Maryland team, we win 
eight out of ten games versus Maryland team, right? Yep. Um, today was their day. Tonight was their night. They were hitting shots. I think our uh, the biggest thing as far as the defense, maybe the whole game, they, we just did not match their intensity. Yep. Uh, for some, I mean, not for some reason. I mean, just just some reason. Uh, Maryland, they are really hyped. Uh, for whatever reason, they they mentioned the broadcast. They had been together for a couple of weeks now, maybe just getting that energy out. Whatever it was, um, doesn't matter. You know, without a crowd to feed off of this, the Maryland team just brought the energy on their own, um, and it clearly showed. Uh, the, the the kids on the court feeding off the bench and vice versa, uh, and, and that played a role into like you were saying or the the close in the lane buckets. These guys were dunking all over us. Yep. Uh, making posters out of just about everybody. And, you know, that was there. And, you know, to their credit, they brought that energy and they, they shot better than, than they usually do. They played pretty sound defense. And someone was giving, giving Wisconsin fits uh, in, in that first half. And, you know, I, like I said, I think eight out of ten games, Wisconsin beats them. This was their night. They came, in, they came into the Kohl Center. They brought their own energy. And, you know, they came out with that win. I guess I shouldn't have said that they don't score that many points. They scored that many points, but not when they're playing, you know, the caliber of defense of, of right. Wisconsin. They scored almost 70 points every game. So this is, I guess, in line with what what they score. I just would have expected on the road uh, against Wisconsin that to be down a bit. And shooting percentage-wise, they were they were way higher. Obviously, we talked yes. about that already. So I wanted to kind of correct myself there. Uh, yeah, the, the dunks were bad. The dunks were a lot of highlights, a lot of, you know, highlights you don't want to be on the side of for Wisconsin. Um on the the offensive end, if we can switch, we talked about the effort on the defensive end. On the offensive end, uh, really only Trice showed up. I guess Davis did too, but he was a little bit limited in playing time. I don't know if that was because he had three fouls. So I don't know if it was foul trouble uh, that kept him out or if it was something he did on the defensive end. But I think we needed more minutes. I think he had 18 in the game out of Davis. Um and this kind of goes against what I was going to talk about about the Michigan State game, um, which I guess we'll still kind of talk about, so I'll save that point for that. But in this game, really only Trice showed up. We didn't see anything from Reavers was absent. Ford was come and go as he usually is. Um, Davison was not good. I wonder how bad that tweaked ankle really was because it looked like he could not move laterally at the end of the game. Uh, and it's just this team is good. It is when they're going good, which is most of the time, they're going good because they have so many options. They have so many people that can step up. And as long as you get a couple of them to step up, you got to win. And today, only one of them stepped up. I'd say one and a half with Davis, but he was, again, limited in minutes. Yeah. Does it worry you? I, I get worried because Re- Reavers does this quite a bit where he kind of disappears and he reappears. And it's it seems like as long as you're somewhat physical with Reavers, there's a good chance you could kind of push him out of the game. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, it's been years where we've been sitting here, and this kind of leads into, well, how is he the blocks leader? As you just look at him and you go, he should have put on more weight by now. He should have put on a little bit more muscle. Um, he just got kind of pushed around a little bit in this game. I felt like they were calling that in the first half, stopped calling in the second half, not to blame them on the officials, but uh, they were being aggressive throughout the night, and a lot of the whistles went in the first half and not in the second half. Uh, he can come and go, but that's okay as long as everybody else kind of does the same, right? And as long as not everybody goes at the same time, as long as not everybody's kind of out of the game at the same time, and in this right. game, that's what that's what happened. So I would be worried if 
like our offense went through Reavers, like it did with Hap in years past. If like mm-hmm. Reavers was as important to the offense as Hap was uh, a couple years ago, I would be worried that you know he can kind of float in and out of games. But because he doesn't have to be that impactful on the offensive end, and if he floats in at the right time, like he did against Michigan State, he closed out that game against Michigan State, and yep. that's where we needed him. And I, <clears throat> and it doesn't have to be him to step up. And that's what I think makes this team so good. We just were in a game today where nobody did except Trice. But you need two. You need two out of the three. Right. Or two out of the five, I guess, if you want to talk about the senior starters. Yeah. Does it worry you? It does worry me. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I get what you're saying. The offense doesn't flow through him. But he is he is our big man along with Potter. Um, and... We do rely on them, and it just seems like, you know, especially some of the other teams. It worries me some of the other teams like Iowa mm-hmm. or um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but other other big other, teams yeah. that have that, that big presence or can be physical, mm-hmm. that they could just kind of they could just take them out of the game. And when he's able to kind of flow around or he feels like he can, you know, even when, he's, when he ever he starts hit, if he hits a couple outside shots and he's feeling it, he'll start to go down and bang. Like, he will. Yeah, but it's when he hasn't hit that outside shot and he's feeling shy and he doesn't want to go. It just doesn't seem like he'll. He just seems like he's okay being pushed out of the lane, um, and, and that's that. So, yeah. my thing is, you, we see he can be an offensive weapon uh, from the outside and the inside, but it just seems like whenever things get tough, he kind of just wa- he kind of floats away from that. Yeah, no, th- that makes sense, and I think that ha- what frustrated me more in this game. Uh, with him was on the defensive end because he yeah. needs to be that rim protector, right? He's the career leader in blocks, and they were just getting to the rim. And I, it's not fair to put it all on him because uh, I think there was a lot of defensive rotation issues as well. But he needs to be that, and he wasn't that t- the stopper, and he wasn't that tonight. Yeah, for sure. So we've already bled into my next <laughs> subject: frustrations in this game. Yeah. Uh. So it was really just a couple chances. The first two are kind of two and one, right? Uh, two chances we had to, I feel like, pull away in this game. Uh, and one was in the first half where uh, we just, we went five of 12 in the game from free throws. And almost all of those were in the first half. And if we make a couple of those and we're up 10, 12 at yeah. halftime, I don't feel like Maryland has the energy to, to stay in the game. Right. Yeah, that was kind. Of, that was frustrating. We had, this season, I think there was we were shooting going into the game seventy six percent from the free throw line, and so to really, I I saw it in the first half, and I thought this is a close game. If it stays close, these are going to come back to bite us, and they did. And I and you were absolutely right. And I think it's you know it's obviously a momentum thing. They had brought so much energy, like we talked about. If we were up double digits, even if they were clawing their way back, they'd probably spend enough, like have to spend, expend enough energy to, yeah. just to get there. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, and I I think two, I know at least two. I think maybe three of those misses were the front ends of one and ones. Yeah. I think Davison missed two front ends. Was it? And uh, did Trice miss one? I can't remember now. Trice Shoot, it was one. It was two or three front ends, and those those are just brutal uh, to miss. Those are uh, our points just left on on the court. The other one was um, when they went to that zone. You said that the zone was was frustrating us, and 
I don't know if it frustrated us so much as we had wide open threes. I think we had three or four wide open threes in a row and just missed them. And I felt like watching the game, those were good shots. And uh, Reavers, I know, had one on the wing. Davison had one. Uh, and it was just like those are shots that the last three, four games we're making and we didn't make in this game. And I think we make one of those, heck, two of those, uh, you know, we maintain that lead and don't let them back in the game, and that was another opportunity missed where we could have, I think, yeah. iced the, not iced the game, but kind of put it put it out of reach and, and kind of what you alluded to with the, the effort and momentum. Yeah, and there. I think, um, you know, that kind of goes, it's, it's the type of team we kind of have it, live by the three, die by the three. Um, we didn't shoot that many threes, but we, we were heavily reliant on that three-point shot. Yeah. And you know, some games were they're falling. Some days, like this one, it wasn't terrible. I, I didn't get what was the percentage on the free, on the three points uh, stats department, but yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, but we yeah you're right. We did take good shots. We did, some of them just weren't falling. Yeah, we ended up thirty eight percent from from three. Yeah, which isn't. I mean, it's not no. terrible. No, 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 no. It, it wasn't. It, I'm just kind of specifically talking about that that stretch yeah. there where we had, I think, an eight point lead, and they they came back and tied it yep. when they went to that zone. And again, that was a a situation which I think we make one of those, and we kind of we can stretch it out. Uh, all right, my last frustration, my last complaint. I'll have Marlo here. Is um, we took a timeout down. Oh, shoot, what was it? We were down five. There was 54 seconds left, so it was just under a minute. We got the ball. We ran across half court, took a timeout, get, pulling it up here. Um, yeah, they just made one of their poster dunks. Uh, it was 64-59, and we don't really run a play. I don't know what the play was. I think it was to get uh, Trice coming. He ran across the baseline, across the pick, and kind of got bumped. And by the time he got to the three-point line, uh, on the near side, uh, as the camera was, I think the play was supposed to go to him to shoot a three there. He wasn't available, and we just ended up with a Brad Davison kind of step-back jumper. It was a really bad possession. It took up 30 seconds of, of time, of clock, and we ended up with a bad shot. And that was our last chance to get into the game. And we called a timeout to set up a play, and it didn't work. That was very specific. but That, that really was very specific. Me. But, yeah, I, I feel the frustration. I... After um, we take the time to set up a run, it doesn't either one or two things happen. It just wasn't run correctly, or no, it just wasn't run correctly, <laughs> or it was just a terrible play. Right? <laughs> either way, yeah. not good. Yeah, I would. I mean, there's just so many things I would have rather seen than whatever the hell that play was supposed to do. So, yeah. um, all right, I guess I don't want to go all the way back to the Nebraska game. We beat Nebraska. I guess the the story out of that game was we scored. Five points in the first twelve and a half minutes of the game. Uh, maybe <laughs> worrying sign. Maybe worrying sign. Uh, but the other thing I want to talk about is Christmas Day, and I I had all these talking points on this, and now they kind of seem pointless because <laughs> the Maryland game kind of completely went against all of them, uh, and then Michigan State getting thumped by Minnesota today didn't help either. Uh, but this game, I don't know if it was just because it was Christmas, because they were red and green on the court, uh, but it felt like. A throwback like Michigan State Wisconsin game when we're both top ten teams. It felt like a heavyweight fight. Yeah, it was a close game played. Um, well, much like the Maryland game today, it was a close game played within a five five point window. Um, kind of slug it back and forth. I think. Well, 
previously on the day it was played, <laughs> yeah. Michigan had Michigan State had been regarded as you know as a, as a top tier team uh, with with good players on the court, NBA players on the court, um, and going forward. So, and like we you know it had been talked about a bunch. We hadn't won at the Breslin Center. Granted, there were no fan or there was limited fans there, mm-hmm. but it's not the same atmosphere. We had not won there since we were in school, Casey. <laughs> uh, we're not going to put a date to that, but that's a long time. And so, um, yeah, and so that felt the game, the game and the flow felt like a later season game, right? Yep. Felt like we were into February, March, uh, jockeying for a position there. Like it, it was, it was actually a good game to to watch. Like it was a if you're a, a Big Ten purist, I would say it was a good, it was a fun game to watch. Yeah, I think if you're a neutral fan, I mean, both teams. I think both teams executed well. Both teams. Uh, obviously scored a lot of points, and that's always good for for a neutral. But yeah. it was kind of that back and forth, you know, lead by three, other team leads by three kind of game. Yeah. Um, so what I was alluding to in what didn't happen in the Maryland game happened in this game. Uh, it With the five starters, and let's throw Davis in there, you only need a couple of them to hit. And this game was a perfect example of that. Aleem Ford started out great. He had seven yeah. points. I think he had seven of our first nine points. And what was great about Aleem Ford in this game is normally when he gets hot, he just keeps shooting and then he regresses to the mean, you know, and he, and he starts missing. He got hot and he just kind of let it be. So I thought that was really great from Aleem Ford. Then Trice carried kind of the middle part of the game like he did today. He, he had his 20, what did he end up with, 29 points. Uh, and that really was heavily in the early part of the second half where we needed him to create and score points. And then Reaver showed up at the end and finished. So it was a great example of like, look, we have all these pieces that can come in. You know, Potter could do it at times. I think Davis will be able to do it. Davison is able to do it against Nebraska and some other games that we've seen. We have these players who can step up and and make the plays and, and execute at different times. It doesn't have to be half like in years past or that one specific guy. And that worked in the Michigan State game. It didn't today. No one else showed up besides Trice. Um, so that was my big takeaway from that game that got swatted to the ground by, by Maryland's slam dunks <laughs> in our face. Gotcha. It held true at the time. I, I, I can see that there. So there we go. Um, anything else on, before we look ahead to next week? No, you touched on it, though. The Trice takeover in the second half, uh, which was needed for that game to come out with the result it did, uh, it was very, it's becoming impressive. Yeah. It has been impressive. It's because, it, I mean, it gets to a point where that's where you, you we, there are other weapons, that, but him controlling the ball, like, you know he's going he's gonna to be able to try to get a shot. Um, as a defense, you have to scout that, and he's still able to either get to the rim or get his open shots. And and uh, and drop him. Yeah, he had a bad miss at the rim at the end of the game. I mean, it was yeah, a tough yeah, shot, but yeah, but did. it was yeah, it, it was one he made a minute ago. Um, yeah, oh, sorry, I'm getting a negative. I'm getting a negative. He was great. He was great in these last two games. His first back to back twenty point games. Um, he's he's playing he's playing really well. Um, so that's it of the past basketball. Looking ahead. Yep. Next week we are against Minnesota. Um, Oh, my other comment on it uh, before we look ahead. Uh, I kind of just the Big Ten's tough. This was one we should have won, and it was at home, so that makes it hurt. That's make 
that is the only reason I don't want to just like tear it up and throw the paper in the air and say, whatever, I'm in the next one. I think you need to do that. I think there are going to be losses in the Big Ten. I think it's going to be similar to last year uh, as far as the, the, the team who wins could have four, five, six losses um, across the Big Ten. So I'm not going to – it hurts in the moment, but I don't want to get too – I don't want to linger on it. Um, but it's one we should have had. All right, on to next week. Uh, Minnesota just off a thrashing of Michigan State. Uh, they just had their largest win against Michigan State in program history. Um, in Minnesota, they're coming to the Kohl Center on Thursday. And then next Sunday, we are at Penn State, which is one I think we should. We should. We should win. Let's agree. We should, we should win that one. Uh, Minnesota, I am now worried about, and that frustrates me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is that it's it for basketball? Ah, yes, yeah. Okay. All right. On to the pigskin football. Casey, we got a bowl game. Bowl game. Got a bowl game. Up. It's happening this week. It was uh, going to be here before you knew it, and here it is. It's on Wednesday at eleven o'clock or eleven thirty something. Yeah. Uh, prime time. Prime time. You bet. They could at least move it back because the Iowa game got canceled. Just move yeah, it to three. Do that. It's not significantly better, but it's it's better. I don't I don't see why not. It's not like it's they could do that. Let's let's put in a call tomorrow. Let's talk to people. Um, do you have any more insight into our big matchup against Wake Forest? I don't mean to like belittle it, but I'm now that I'm doing no, it. I'll uh, this used it. this used to be the Belk Bowl, by the way. I looked oh. into that and and why I had never heard of the Duke's Mayo Bowl. It was the Belk Bowl. It used to be between an ACC team and an SEC team. So. Uh, I don't think any Big Ten team has ever won the Belk slash Duke's Mayo Bowl. All right. We'll give you the first. Um, no, do you, do you, all I know from this game is what the stat meter tells me on ESPN. There you go. Uh, because I, have again, never watched Maryland, not Maryland, uh, Wake Forest. Yeah. I watched them play one time for a little bit. It was like the first game of the season. It was against Clemson. And they got thrashed and haven't paid attention to them since. Yeah, they're a four and four team. Uh, their running back is not playing in this game. He has uh, declared himself out. Um, I don't know if he's going to the NFL or just not playing the rest of the year pan, uh, because of the pandemic. Um, they're a high scoring team. They put up a lot of points, but they give up a lot of points. They lost their last three games. Uh, their four victories aren't very compelling. Uh, their best victory is against a Virginia Tech team, and I believe who was ranked 16th at the time. I believe this was um, that was when Virginia Tech was missing multiple players because of COVID, but were somehow able to play because the ACC doesn't have rules like the Big Ten. Um, that's my research. I'm fairly confident. I think my confidence is going to come down to what offensive players we finally have back or not. <laughs> I think if we have a full-functioning offense with our wide receivers and our running backs back, I think I'm rel- fairly to relatively confident. If those guys are out, I think it's going to be a struggle to put up points, uh, and we'll have to rely on our defense to stop what seemed like a high-powered Wake Forest offense. All there right. we go. That's my There's take. a scouting report. There I is. did. It, it was... It was a hundred percent more than last week. Although you can't, if you, zero, uh, you can't do a percentage because uh, zero preparation is <laughs> <laughs> mathematical error on that. All right, um, all right. So looking ahead, then on New Year's Day, we have the college football playoff. 
Obviously, we talked about the teams that were were in there last week. Marlo, have you become any more excited for what seems like, I don't want to say repeat matchups, but uh, familiar foes facing off in the college football playoff? Have you, have you bought in yet or not? No. And if you haven't, will you get there? Um, I don't know. I'm start. Okay, I, I guess I'm saying I'm starting. They're they're getting me with this whole uh, Dabo uh, yeah. ranking Ohio State 11 <laughs> in his final poll um, and explaining his reasons why because he didn't think they were eligible, uh, <laughs> which is funny every time I read it because I just hear Dabo's voice be like I didn't think they were eligible. <laughs> so, but besides that, I, you know. I guess that's the game to watch, right? The Ohio State Clemson game. I have no faith in Notre Dame giving Alabama a game. Yeah, I think the Ohio State Clemson game can be a game, although I think Clemson will come on on top. So as far as that first round of the playoffs, that's the, yeah, the, uh, that's the second game. So it's the night game. Um, that that that's the game to watch. Yeah, and that's where I'm at right now. Not excited. I don't think I'll ever get excited for the Notre Dame Alabama game unless it starts to be close in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I think I'm there with you. I'm not, I'm not excited yet. I'm going to get there because it's going to be the college football playoffs, and I'll convince yeah. myself yeah. Uh, when the games when the games start happening. Uh, but yeah, see Notre Dame against a full again. It was just Trevor Lawrence, but against a full fledged Clemson team doesn't give me faith because I think Alabama is every bit as good as Clemson, and I just don't. I think Notre Dame's a notch below that. Um, I don't understand Dabo coming after Ohio State like this. I I just don't get it. Like it's not Ohio State's fault. Like they didn't they didn't not play games on their own choosing. Like they had a conference that had rules. The other teams had COVID. Like sorry, I don't understand his his beef. It doesn't make any sense. And him having them eleventh is is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and. I don't know. I think it makes him look petty, and I think it makes Clemson look stupid. And if they lose, he's going to look even worse. He has literally nothing to gain. If they beat the pants off of him, he doesn't gain anything. So yeah. I don't know what the hell he's doing, and it's annoying the crap out of me. And he's almost – he has – I like Dabo because he was winning and he wasn't Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Now he's becoming really annoying. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say annoying. I, I perceive he's annoying because he's having relatively ridiculous opinions and he's winning. Yeah. So it's becoming annoying to me. And, you know, Nick Saban does his shtick where he complains about everything. And that's fine. But Dabo, this is like a, a bridge too far for me. He needs to knock it off. I shouldn't say that. That's like, what position am I to say Dabo needs to knock it off? But, you got a podcast. <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah that's right. Yeah. Well, knock it off. Man, if he's coming after Ohio State this hard, just imagine if he hears this. Holy! <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. You're. You, I never thought about it, but you're right. He doesn't really have anything to gain from it. I thought his reasoning had some water to it, as far as yeah, it's not. It's not Ohio State's fault, but you know, for Ohio State to win a national championship, they have to win eight games. Uh, for yeah. Clemson and everybody, uh, or you know, everybody else in the field, they're gonna have to win. 13 or 14 whatever they whatever they played this year and you know that's that's a big difference in college college football right um so i get that sentiment but i agree with you saying it out loud multiple times doesn't do anything and it does it does i don't know where where it comes from because it's not like they're getting another acc team in or you know anything of that ilk like he's not helping the league 
by if that was the case anyway. So, yeah, it, it's weird, but it's it's giving me a little bit of juice, a little bit of juice to go on into that game. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh all right, it's college football. Uh, I'll be I'll be excited for it by the time it, it rolls around in the first. Uh, any other bulls that you're excited for looking at Marlow, or is uh, it just Wisconsin and college football playoffs? Yeah, it wasn't until you asked me, and then I kind of I was like, I'd given up on bowl season because usually I'm I'm like knee deep in this, yeah, uh, you know, going on. But and it does hurt, it does hurt scrolling through this and seeing all the canceled. Yeah, ones they don't even tell you who it is on the ESPN page. Yeah, but it's just it's I guess canceled. it says the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Yeah, there you go. That one's canceled. Um, but yeah, Oklahoma, my Oklahoma State, Miami might be entertaining. Yeah? Might be entertaining. Okay, I can see that being high scoring, and then you got to see Cincinnati, Georgia. Um, see if Cincinnati could beat Georgia and hang up a national title banner. That's a good one. Print the shirts. Print <laughs> the shirts. And I think most intriguing from a Big Ten's perspective is just Auburn Northwestern. Yeah, is I mean Auburn's not that good. I mean they were not that good in in the SEC this year. Obviously we know about Northwestern. I don't know. I still feel like Northwestern is not that good. (laughs) 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 I'm just still not convinced. So will this be the game that convinced you that Northwestern was actually good this season? I don't think it will. Uh, I think if they win, it's going to be close. I agree with you that Georgia's Cincinnati, just from the the hang the banner standpoint, will be will be interesting. Uh, I guess Miami. So you can see uh, Derek King before he comes back for his like seventh year of college football. That's <laughs> yeah, exciting. Did you see that video? <laughs> that ridiculous video. They I didn't see out? a video. What's the video? Uh, like he's you know now he's coming back. Miami put that together like this whole like video on twitter about oh i didn't see that now it, it's so ridiculous it made no sense he was four what is he four years at houston or something i can't yeah, remember was at houston before and this will be his third year it was will be his third year at miami right it'll be that's possible uh i mean ranking wise florida oklahoma should be up there but honestly i don't really care like, I, I'm not really interested in watching uh, the Riddler or whatever their quarterback's name is for Oklahoma anymore in Trask. I guess maybe that's a, an exciting uh, quarterback matchup, but I just, I don't know. I can't get bought it. I can't buy into any more Oklahoma games or Florida games this year. Uh, I agree with Justin Sine, Georgia. Um, the one I'm looking for, uh, forward to, is Indiana Ole Miss. Ooh. I want Indiana just to pound the shit out of Ole Miss. <laughs> To kind of prove a point, right? They got snubbed big time. They got yeah. snubbed big time, and I want them to go out and beat the crap out of a really bad Ole Miss team that has no business being in a bowl with Indiana. Uh, I like that one. I like that one. And it will justify Wisconsin losing them a little bit more in my mind. <laughs> and in North Carolina should be exciting too, but that's a it's a, from i've i've transitioned into like big 10 defender mode like <laughs> davos pissing me off so i want ohio state to win i want indiana to make this point northwestern to prove that they're good like i'm in i'm in homer mode uh which that's it right and then yeah. iowa's game got canceled that's it we yeah i was getting like, canceled four kind of sucks um <sighs> that would have been well, at least michigan game. can't be in a bowl to disappoint us again so yeah there's that's that. true Thursday. Yeah, I love how emotional this just got when literally before we press record, we were like, eh, and there's no other really bulls to be excited for. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, Big Ten. Big Ten. Yeah. What if Cincinnati wins? Like, does it, does it mean anything? Um, 
outside of outside of the I mean, our, our, our jokes and it, hang the banner. No, I think it does. I, I think okay. It should I mean should Cincinnati gotten into playoffs? Probably not. Right under yeah. current. I mean, but I I think it proves a point of like they should have had it. There should be there should be a chance for a season like that. Right. And it, it kind of it did suck because they only got to play in conference. They didn't really get to play out of conference. This will be their only out of conference game, and you know that will kind of show it. But yeah, if they win, I think it kind of shows, and everyone's going to play it off like you know they had a whole season. They just weren't a good team. But I think it shows that they should have had some sort of shot um, at a playoff. Yeah, I don't think it's going to change anything, but I think it, no, it could. It could it could show that and at least rank them ahead of freaking two loss or three loss SEC teams. Right. Yeah. This is a it is absurd that they are below uh, below Georgia. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter, right? They would be eight instead of nine, but I mean, Florida has three losses. Granted, two of them are not. I don't know. It doesn't make sense that they're uh, behind two loss teams. I get it. One loss teams or the or um, undefeated teams. Yeah, but two loss teams. Come on. How can those teams... Ah, frustrates me. All right, I, I, I did that rant last week. All right. <clears throat> All right, that's it. College football. <laughs> College football. There it is. It's the last there we go. Week. All right, let's move on to the professionals. Marla, we'll start with your Bears. That game happened first. They whooped the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, they did. We had all... At one point... All three of the Bears passed... Quarterback past three year quarterbacks had played in that game. Fun fact. Nice. Um, Wait, yeah, because Mitch obviously played. Yeah, and then uh, Glennon played. Glennon was on the opposite side, and Nick Foles got in at the end. Oh, and Foles got in at the end. I didn't even. I turned it off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nick Foles got in at the end. So all three nice. were in there at that point. Um, but I, I could I can say this now, Casey. Yeah. Well, first of all, we talk about was that Christmas Day Arizona game. Open the door for the Bears to have some sort of hope uh, going into going into this game against the Jags, and you know it was a typical game where I th- you you think, hey, it's the Jags, we're going to win. Uh, came out kind of lackluster that first half. The Jag, we were only up by three. Offense turned it on. Offense and defense turned it on in the second half. Uh, like I said, ran away with ran away with the game there, and I believe now. This is the third, fourth game in a row. Sport above thirty points. Yeah. Casey, we're in that. We're in that zone. You don't want to play us now. You don't want to yeah. let us in. Don't well, want to play us now. Well, I think we're going to have to because um, <laughs> the schedule says so. So, so, so. so you mentioned it. Four four games with thirty plus points. Uh, that since Mitchell Trubisky has come back, what's the difference with Mitchell or? The offense since his return, what's different now than it was at the beginning of the season? Two big things: they started running the ball effectively. That is, a, okay. that's a, that's a big reason. Uh, got Montgomery going. Finally showed after, of course, you dropped him from your fantasy team. Um, Not in our league. <laughs> Can't get running backs. Um, but yes, they started running the ball effectively with Montgomery, um, and that was a huge help because now they can start to run play action. Um, they also started to move the pocket for Mitch, uh, getting him outside on the on the bootlegs and, and running running him out there. Um, really, honestly, only giving him a couple options, <laughs> taking away his options so that he doesn't have to make it on himself. Yeah, uh, as I, I think has helped as well. So I think those are the two the two biggest things is 
moving the pocket and running the ball effectively. That makes sense. Um, so I'm sure that Nagy is getting a lot of credit for the true. Uh, I was trying to do a combine Mitch Trubisky's name and Renaissance. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I'm sure he's getting a lot of credit for that. But at the same time, he benched him and lost five games with Foles. <laughs> so should I feel like that should be taken into consideration a little bit. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a complete this is this twenty twenty season is like all of our, our Bears fans angst in a nutshell, right? Started off really well. Yeah, and with the quarterback controversy, just started to plummet to a point, and now somehow, some way, find our way into Week 17 and still have a chance at the playoffs. Makes absolutely no sense, but it's the perfect. It's like the worst spot to be in the NFL, right? Stuck in the middle, an mm-hmm. eight air, either nine or seven or eight and eight, maybe make the playoffs, maybe not. Um, but then also at that same time, <laughs> we're in the midst of making major decisions in the quarterback and possibly the front office um, yeah. decisions, and it's all going to teeter on this. I mean, not all of it. A lot of it's going to teeter on this game uh, against the Packers this weekend in Week 17. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I, I would worry, if I were a Bears fan, I would worry that that's the case, that yeah. whether or not you win this game affects whether or not you extend Mitchell Trubisky. He should, you should... No, one way or the other, regardless of the outcome of this game. Unless he wins a Super Bowl or wins multiple playoff games, I don't think like the how this season ends should necessarily affect that. I don't think it's yeah, I don't think it's a. I honestly think they're gonna offer Mitch something like a take it or leave it type deal. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I think more so uh the front office uh is more I think more so that it's yeah, I think more so that depends on like the the front office and, and possibly the head and, and the head coaching. But I think Ryan Pace is kind of you know, he's on his last gas. He's had his chance, right, with, with drafts, he's had his yeah. free agencies, he's had his chance. And we're seeing what the fruits of those labors have been and they haven't been great. Be honest, they haven't been great. So Yeah, outside of Allen Robinson. Yeah, outside Allen, who doesn't even want to be here. So what <laughs> <laughs> what else are you gonna do? Yeah, how I, outside well, in the defense, right? He pre- how long has he been there? A couple of years, right? Yeah. So he has, uh, what are you, well, like when his first his first draft pick was was uh, Mark White. So Kevin White, Kevin White, yeah, not Mark White. Kevin oh, that White. one didn't work. Don't you, you want to hang your hand on that one? <laughs> so don't want to hang your hand on that one. Um, okay, so that was a while. So he's been there. He's been there. So he's got Roquan Smith. He's got the Khalil Mack trade. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, some things. Offensive side, but that's what you're judged by, I guess. So. Right, exactly. All right. Um, all right, so we'll talk about Week 17 in a little bit. All right, I'll move on to the Packers, Marlo, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, Packers with a convincing win over the Titans. Uh, snow going game. To this snow game. It was beautiful, and, I mean, the Packers winning obviously helped that. Uh, don't try to kick, <laughs> kick in this weather. My God. <laughs> um, but it was it was a convincing win and a, a a convincing win that I did not expect. Looking at this game on paper, especially once the snow is falling, it's cold, you're thinking, shit, uh, Henry's going to run all over us. This is not going to be a good game. Uh, you had that uh, thought, too? I had that thought. I thought oh, Henry was going to run Yeah, well. I, I, I did 
big time. Uh, I I knew the Titans had kind of their their defensive weaknesses. Their I think they were last in the NFL in third down conversion. Uh, they don't have a great pass rush, um, so I had that kind of back in my mind. But I was thinking, this is Henry time. This is uh, where he makes his. Not makes his money because he's really good all the time, but where he kind of steps it up a notch, and where you hear the stories about how defensive backs are probably afraid to tackle him. So this is my third point, I guess, but I'll start there. I was impressed with the defense in this game and how they they seem to be aggressive in tackling, uh, in tackling, I guess against Henry, but in general, and that for a defense that has gotten run on a lot, and I guess. Maybe if you look at the the total yardage, he had almost he had 98 yards on on 23 carries. So that's I guess a lot of yards. But I he never gashed him. He had a long of 10 yards, and they just they said we're not going to let Derrick Henry beat us. I almost said Travis Henry. We're not going to let Derrick Derrick Henry beat us, and they went out and did it. Did that, which I didn't think that this defensive was capable of two, three, four weeks ago. Uh, so I thought that was really impressive from a defensive end to come out and stop Derrick Henry. And from there, you stop this Titans offense, right? There were a couple play actions they had that uh, that were effective. They had the one um, uh, option play where Tannehill ran for a touchdown, like 40 yards or whatever, ridiculous, 45 yards, which was absolutely ridiculous. But that was kind of few and far between as as far as how successful their offense was on those play actions. And it just felt like once you bottled up Henry, uh, we have Jair Alexander, who was good enough to kind of cover A.J. Brown one-on-one, and we kind of stopped their offense. So that was, I think, the most impressive thing for me. Uh, second most impressive thing, I'm going in reverse order. A.J. Dillon finally shows up. All year, we're kind of looking at this going, we spend a number one pick on a quarterback who's not going to play. And, yeah, you can say he fired fired up Aaron Rodgers, whatever. Um and then our second round pick is on a running back who's not really going to play. <laughs> and he finally showed up. He he did to the Titans what I thought Derrick Henry was going to do to the Packers. He had 21 yard, 21 carries, excuse me, 124 yards, two touchdowns. And he just looked like a beast out there running over people. Uh, a great showing from A.J. Dillon. I'm a little worried about this kind of talk of running back of the future thing because I really like Aaron Jones and what he does for the off- offense, so let's pump the brakes on that. I know he's in contract negotiations, which also worries me. Uh, and last but not least, the combo. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams were absolutely phenomenal tonight. They seemed like – Devontae Adams seemed like he could get anywhere he wanted to on the field. Uh, seemed like he could get open if he wanted to, and Aaron Rodgers was more than happy to find him. And just slinging the ball around there in that snow – A.J. Dillon running over people was a fun, fun Sunday night. There we go. All right. I'm in a great mood now. Yeah, now remember, you're, you're remembering, Remembering that. Woo! Casey's back. Um, all right, so big game, week 17. Are we going to talk <laughs> about the rest of the NFL first? Let's talk about No, that. let's do Let's go into uh, week 17. So Packers-Bears for... All the marbles. Some of the marbles. What well, means Mar- something to both teams now? Marbles will be won. Right. Uh, Packers playing for a first-round bye, the only bye. Um, and Bears playing for a way into the playoffs. Right, because the Bears win, they're in. So they yep. beat the Packers, get in. They can get in with some help, but it's not going to happen because we don't get help. But, um, 
So yeah, it's a win. You're in Packers win. They get that. They get that first round by. Um, so they both have something to play for. Uh, you know, during this game, which is, and also the Packers don't. They don't want to let the Bears win because again, don't let them in. Don't let them in right now. Yeah, you don't want to see them again. Um, so would it, would it be the case if so? If the Bears win, will they be the sixth seed? And the Packers would have lost. They would. Be no. the two? No, the Bears will be the seventh seed, no matter what. Right. If, so if, then they, they play. They, so then they play the Packers, who are the two, or do we? Oh, they the play them in the second. If, if they won, no, they play them if they won the first game, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Because uh, they get the lowest seed, which would be the Bears, no matter what. Um. So. No, but the Packers would be the two seed if the Bears won. Would they? Yeah. Okay. Is that the unless? Only way? Unless Seattle loses. Oh, Seattle has to lose. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, then then yes, that would be the case. So this happened five, I'm going to say five years ago. I'm pulling a, a, a year out of my hat. We played the Vikings. We lost to the Vikings in week 17, and then we played them again in the playoffs. So this would be a repeat if that happened. I was very worried when that happened. Adrian Peterson, that's where he dominated us uh, in Week 17 and and won, and then oh, we I played think, again in the playoffs, this. and then and then we yeah. we won in the playoffs. I don't. I, that might have been 20. I think it was more five years ago because Adrian has been the Vikings for a while. But I do remember. I know what you're talking about. I do remember that season. It was less than eight years ago because I was in 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 this house. <laughs> so I remember watching it in in that in in this house. So it was less th- more recent than eight years, but maybe not quite five. Okay, so it'd be kind of a repeat of that. That would suck. Uh, that just doesn't feel good. Makes me nervous. Um, yeah, and the Packers. Uh, Matt Fur has come out and said this is like a playoff game for us, which I guess it is, right? If you win, you essentially win a playoff game because you get a bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, the Packers are have every intention on, on going out and winning that first round. Uh, as I mentioned, the only thing uh, standing in their way, I guess, is Seattle because they have a tiebreaker over New Orleans because they beat New Orleans, um, and Seattle's playing San Francisco at the same time. They're both afternoon games. And your help comes in the form of I know I looked at this and I can't remember the Cardinals need to lose. Come, uh, yes, if the Cardinals lose and we lose, we're in. Got it. There's a scenario if we all just tie. <laughs> There's a scenario out there that if everyone ties, if everybody ties, the Packers can be the one seed. The Bears can get in. I think the Rams get in, and then Arizona loses. I think is what it is. So, you know, sure, they take the short end. But they have a whole bright future ahead of them. They don't need to worry about that right now. Let's all just take ties. Call it a day. Call it a day. Um, how are you feeling, Marlo? How are you feeling about the matchup? Um, not great. Where we're at Chicago, it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, not great. I, I mean, I feel... I don't know. Our defense lately has been giving up some big plays, even in this stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hasn't been the kind of that you know that lockdown defense. Still a good defense, but not you know. There's definitely holes, and when you talk about uh, going against Aaron Rodgers, he can definitely find those holes and you know kind of pick those apart. So that's 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 worrisome. Um, mm-hmm. But with the emergence of Montgomery, 
Uh, I know you, I know that the Packers just shut well for Derrick Henry shut him down by Derrick yeah. Henry standards. Um, right. Uh, shut him down, but I think with the emergence of the run game, if they can get that going, this is you know it is it is something in the past that the, the Packers haven't been that good at. Uh, so if mm-hmm. you get that going, that could open it up for for the offense even more. So there is that, but yeah, I'm definitely. I'm not. I'm not feeling. I'm not pumping my chest quite yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's really weird to sit here and go. Hmm, I'm worried about the Bears' offense because they've been so good lately. But on the other side, their defense hasn't been as good as normal. It's a very juxtaposition uh, to what, what what I'm normally thinking of going into a Packers Bears game. Uh, looking at uh, the spread here, Marlon. Uh, Packers are favored by five and a half. The matchup predictor gives the Packers a 66% chance to win, which I feel that feels about right to me. Packers win two out of three uh, time of the times we play. That feels about right um, to me. I'm nervously optimistic. Uh, I'd like the one seed. I'd like to not have to go to Seattle or elsewhere and have it go through Lambeau because um, I think we're a team that is capable of winning in Lambeau uh, because our running game has been so good this year. So uh, nervously optimistic for it. All right, let's look around the NFL. Uh, The Jets are screwing everything up by winning, and it's hilarious. (laughs) So the Jaguars are now locked into the Trevor Lawrence pick. Yeah. uh, Which I guess... Trevor Lawrence is going to be a Jag. His hair is going to look good in the helmet. Yeah, it does seem a little bit fitting. I think he would look a little bit weird in, uh, and you know, he's kind of sticking around Carolina, you know, where, where Clemson is. I mean, it feels right. Yeah, better than him going up to New York. Uh, I guess the constellation for the Jets is they sounds like it's going to be Justin Fields, who might not be, who, who I think will be good, but he's not Trevor Lawrence. No. Um, well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not Trevor Lawrence, Ohio State quarterbacks not having the best track record in the NFL right now. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, one of the, th- what did I read today? Uh, something about you know now that they're locked in, how like how much money changed hands based on Trevor Lawrence going to the Jags, and now the Jags won't play over in London as much, and all this stuff, all these like dollars oh. that fall uh, because. Because they got the number one pick, and that is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Very interesting. I wish I could give due credit to the writer of that article, but I can't. <laughs> so I'll continue on. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Like the the Jets go on this winning streak <laughs> to end the season yeah. uh, of two games to get out of that. You know, to to get out of that number one pick. Very Jets like. But yep. you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You got to you got to eat. Yeah. You're out there, you're trying to win, right? You're yeah. playing for a job, you're playing for your future as as a player, you're coaching. Uh, I mean, gotta if Adam Gase has a future in <laughs> head coaching, so help the league, my goodness. Um but you're you're out there competing for that. So you know, you can sit here and be like you know, roll your eyes at the at the Jets. But those players are out there to out there to compete. It's just funny as if you're a Jets fan that you're rooting against your team. Uh, I don't blame them, but uh, it, it is funny that the Jets managed to do that. On the, f- and it, I, I feel like it's not so much the Jets win. Granted, the Jets did win, but the other the teams they played, the Browns in this game were awful. Just off, they were missing all their wide receivers, right, because of COVID protocols, and they threw the ball fifty three times. 
Like, I know you're down, but you weren't down a lot. Like, oh, it was... I would have been pulling my hair out if I was a Browns fan on that, how that went in. They've been coached fairly well throughout this entire season. In this game, it's just like they had a coaching brain fart. I don't know what's going on. So I blame them. Yeah, I blame the Browns more than I blame the Jets <laughs> for winning a game. For second. For fumbling. Did you see that play? Was like was oh, like, yes. Fumbling. It was the cure of the butt fumble. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe it's like an exorcism. So the Jets are no longer cursed, even though they won the game, and that is kind of cursing them. But it reminded me of the butt fumble because, I mean, it looked a lot like it. It wasn't as hilarious and obvious and, and painful as the butt fumble, but <laughs> but it was very similar. And when I saw that, I was like, this is... this is." Uh, it was the one-yard butt fumble as opposed to the 20-yard butt fumble. Yeah. It was, I think it might be an exorcism moment. Like, whatever breaks curses, right? It, it might be one of those. We'll see. Time, only time will tell. I don't have my hopes up, but maybe it will. Matt Liner ever. Not Matt Liner. Fuck. Um, Mark like, Sanchez. Mark Sanchez, thank you. How could I forget? Mark Sanchez, uh, yeah. Is <laughs> he's is, the, is that now resurrected? No, it's not because it lives on for infinity. He's somewhere uh, popping a champagne bottle saying yeah. there's been another... Somewhat bubble. Bu- 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 <laughs> Otherwise, it, bu- it was it was knocked out by the running back. Right, he was coming out to push him, and yeah, just didn't, just didn't do it anyway. All right, uh, I guess I didn't put this in here. Another thing: uh, the Falcons find hilarious ways to lose yet again, oh, losing yeah. the Chiefs. It's true, uh, absolutely hilarious. Um, Should have had that interception. Didn't challenge the play for some reason. <laughs> it was clearly an incomplete pass, um, and then. I don't want to say left the Chiefs score because the Chiefs are good, but then get down to the thirty. What there was this in another game where they were trying to score at the end of the game and they just kept taking deep shots when it was like just get, just get yardage, get closer. And it, anyway, Falcons that were hilarious. Um, Mahomes was not good, but then was good when he needed to be, which is kind of. I guess if that's the bad Mahomes that just shows up on the last drive to win the game. Yeah, you still take that. Uh, other thing that, okay, Fox, listen, <laughs> Uh-oh. it is not breaking news when a team wins the division. You don't need to keep telling us that the Chiefs won last week and break, you know, breaking news, Steelers with it. We're football fans. We're watching football. We know this happened. You don't need to keep repeating it again and again. God, it throws me nuts. Right? Wasn't that annoying? You're like, oh, shit, breaking news. Oh, the Steelers won the division. First of all, not breaking news. <laughs> Second of all, we know. We know. Yeah, we know. Give us a, give us some, a little bit of respect here. Act like we've watched football. Oh, so annoying. And just to think, like, you tuned in and you were like, God, I wonder what happened in that Steelers game if they won the division. I'm watching this other football game. But I, I have no way of knowing. God, we have the internet now. Annoying. All right, and now they had developing. They had developing news today. That was exciting. Yeah, with the uh, with yeah, the it was chart. developing that turned into breaking. Yeah, you were watching. So that was great. That was electric. It was electric. <laughs> great stuff. It was so fun to just watch that instead of actually the game. Bar to a red bar. It was like a brownish yellow. Yeah, it was it was like a brownish oh my yellow. god! All right, Fox. I don't know what you're doing, but do better. Do better. All right, next week we talk about Packers Bears. <laughs>
<laughs> that bothered me more than any of the actual football that happened. Yeah. Um, all right, some other meaningful games. Washington and Philadelphia are kind of playing for the division. Well, Washington is. If they win, they will be 7-9 in win division. If they lose and Dallas wins, Dallas is 7-9 and in win division. So, congratulations. Yeah, congrats. That's the, I can't believe they have that as the night game. Yeah, they flexed it in. Stupid. Dumb. I mean... I get it. It's direct. Like No, it's not even direct. Like It's not directly for a playoff spot. Yeah, so. and it's Washington to win, and nobody... I mean, do people outside of Washington care? They're not like... If it was the Cowboys in, the e, in Philadelphia, sure. Right? I could see it. Like you, I don't see it with with Washington. It doesn't feel that big a brandish to me. But maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, enough time on that division. Um, yeah, the Rams Cardinals. I don't I don't know why this might not be the night game. Uh, but implications there, as you as we talked about, we had developing story turning to breaking news. With golf, will be out for this game. Yeah. In a win in 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 their end scenario, so could be crippling for the Rams. Uh, sucks for the Bears because that's what they they needed the Rams to win to uh, <laughs> to make sure that they got into the playoffs without helping yeah. themselves. They can still help the Bears can help themselves. Sure, but, um, you know it'd be Getting nice to have to worry about that. Um, have someone else give you that help. But I think in true fashion, I feel like I feel like the Rams are still going to find a way to win this game. I know nothing they might. about their backup quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> well, Goff was really, really terrible in the, the game yesterday. So, I mean, I'm sure a quarterback could be worse, but if if he was going to give that performance in this game, I don't know how much they're missing. Um, that might be a bit harsh, but... Uh, I was thinking about this, how much they miss Todd Gurley and just what a cliff his career went off of with that, uh, that was it tendonitis in his knee? Something. I mean, he I was, know, yeah. he was, I mean, the key part of that offense that got them to a Super Bowl and they're definitely missing that uh, dynamism on their offense and I, I don't know, I was just thinking that as I was watching them score nine points, all field goals against against Seattle. Um, so, yeah, that's for the wild card. I I think win and they're in, and then it kind of affects the Bears if they lose on tiebreakers, right? So yeah. some exciting games this week all coming down to Week 17. The AFC picture is a disaster. I tried to read and understand it, and I really can't. Uh, and the main reason is why I, why I don't understand it is the Titans, both the Titans and the Colts can win the division. So that kind of throws a wrench into all the, all the scenarios, which one of them wins the division. Cause then it changes who wins, you know, wild cards. And it's, it's very confusing. So I guess wait for that to unfold. Yeah. Unfold we'll next week. Go play with the uh, playoff machine. Uh, yeah. If you want to figure it out, it makes you, it makes it even more confusing. You end up looking like that nerdy guy on, yeah. <laughs> on NBC. Who cannot figure out how to write on the teleprompter. It's so annoying. <laughs> like, just practice it. <laughs> Make sure it works. I don't understand. Is this the first time you've done it? <laughs> it's like a new toy. All right. Well, so annoying. A lot, yeah, a lot of playoff implications. Week 17. We did it. We made it to the end. Uh, now we'll talk about the fruits of our labor. Oh, awesome. Wisconsin, Maryland is the top story on Sports Center. Cool. Well, um, it's because 
Yeah. And all right. Maryland's dunking on everybody. Um, all right. Is that it for the NFL? That's it. I mean, I can't believe we managed to talk for an hour. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, yeah. We got a quick corner kick. We'll do it quick. Liverpool draw versus West Brom one one. Uh, dropping points at home first time they've done this this year. Uh, it should not have come to this. I uh, gave up a relatively weak corner kick goal uh, to West Brom, and the offense just didn't create enough. They they had some chances that they should have finished, but you need to create more uh, against West Brom, who's just sitting back, and here's another game in which they weren't able to do that. So a little disappointing, especially in a um, position where the two teams who are in second and third, uh, Manchester United and uh, Leicester City, drew against each other, so you had a chance to pick up some points, so relatively disappointing. Another interesting thing happened today in the Premier League was the Premier League postponed the Manchester City versus Everton game uh, because of COVID cases within Manchester City. Uh, The reason this is I guess significant, because we're used to games being cancelled and postponed here in the States, is the Premier League kind of said we're not going to cancel or postpone games unless you have 14 or less players on your senior or under 21 squad combined. So the um, Everton's like, is that the case? Because if not, why are you changing your your stance? Big 10-esque here uh, at, at the last minute. So... Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that comes. A lot of the comments, I, I or the narrative around it was Everton's kind of being sour grapes. But you know, you come out as the premier, as the league, you know, like the Big Ten, and you say you're going to have these rules and make games happen. You need to explain why you made an exception for Manchester City, who's won what three of the last four years, or or two of the last three, or whatever it is. Um, I think they need to explain that. So that keep an eye out for that. Uh, again, I'm not saying that. F- postponing the game is wrong because obviously you want if there's an outbreak you want to make sure you have it under control but you need to explain that you need to let you know everybody know you know how you came to your decision um so that was it that, that's all i had for the corner kick Marlo. there's uh, i think liverpool plays wednesday or something i didn't even look at it because i just wanted to keep it quick so uh more games coming hot and fast all the way through january 4th um yeah lots of games for uh throughout the premier league so there you go there it is there it is He's corner kick. All right, throw-ins. What do we got here? Throw-ins. All right, uh, Padres making deals today. The uh, winter hot stove is heating up, as they say. Um, do they say that? Is that the thing, right? Yeah, the thing. The hot stove. So the Padres making deals, acquiring pitchers. Uh, shit, Blake Snell? I already forgot it. Dang it. Blake Snell from uh, the the Rays and uh, Cyan winner uh, in 2018 and getting you Darvish late just before uh, we went live here. So adding to their pitching depth uh, and really seems like the only team doing anything and going for it. So that makes it exciting. It's also exciting because it's the Padres and a team, you know, I think I would cast in a net with the Brewers as uh, kind of you know smaller market teams who haven't had a lot of winning history lately. The Brewers have, have obviously been good the last few years, but um, kind of in that in that vein, right? Yeah. So it's fun to see them go out, make some splash moves, acquire some key players, and hopefully make a playoff push. Any thoughts on that, Marl? Uh, the White the, Sox. What? 
Go White Sox. Go White Sox. There we go. All right. Also, the NBA started. <laughs> I don't know if you uh, if we're we're aware, Marlo. The I NBA was. started. Did you hear on the Badgers game today? They said oh, that the Badgers yeah. starting lineup is older than the Bulls. Yeah, by like a lot too. When they went through the numbers, like it's yeah. It's. I don't think they did the average, but they went through who, each age of the players starting on the Bulls, and I was like, we have a bunch of nineteen and twenty year olds. Um, and I was like, oh, that's great. Why don't we just put them all over? Actually, that would be a bad idea. But, um, but yeah, no, that's the NBA has started. Uh, did you see? Was that Christmas Day or or yesterday? It was yesterday where the Mavericks were up on the Clippers by fifty at halftime. I saw they yeah they won ended up winning by that by that fifty. I was a little out in basketball because the Bucks lost to the Knicks yesterday. So Oof. I, was that yesterday? They put, whatever. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and I was it, that hurt my feelings. Yeah. So I said I didn't pay much attention to it because I wanted to laugh at the Clippers, but then I was like, oh, we lost to the Knicks. <laughs> so I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. That. NBA started. I think it lost some of its thunder on because they used. I think I used to look forward to Christmas Day NBA. Yeah, but I think the the NFL scheduled all those games before they knew the NBA was coming back, and then it was too late because NFL would trump the NBA anytime. Yeah, well, they only had the one game on Christmas, but yeah, I agree. It was I we so we had the Badgers at eleven thirty, the Bucks at one thirty, yeah. and then it was NFL. Yeah, and then I think we turned it on after that. But yeah, it was it was NFL kind of. Came in and, and took a little bit of a, a little bit of luster, and I also like. Sure, like it's nice having NBA games on Christmas, but like there was an aspect of like, the season started. Now it gets serious. Like now I can tune in. Yeah. You know, we do that with lots of sports. Yeah. Um, it starts and then we tune in. Uh, sometimes it takes to the playoffs, like hockey, but um, <laughs> it, it didn't feel finals. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, as long as if the Blackhawks are playing, right? Yeah. Uh, but like, it's just starting now, so it doesn't it it doesn't feel the same. Like it's still Christmas and there's still basketball, but like there hasn't been any sort of like narratives built up. There hasn't been any sort of like jockeying to see where the teams are, what they're expecting. Now it's serious. Like now, I feel like it's just, just we had like it's almost like a preseason tournament in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, look, we have these couple of days that it's exciting. And then you're gonna have this low period, and then we're gonna come back when when conferences start. Like. That's yeah. usually how college basketball works, right? Yep. And I feel a little bit like that with the NBA. It didn't suck me in because I had I don't have anything to go off of. It normally have stuff to go off of. So I don't yeah. I thought it was gonna be like it's Christmas, here we go, it's basketball season, but I don't feel like that yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I see that. There's a few weird headlines at the start of the season. We got fat unhappy harding. Uh yeah. which is hilarious <laughs> to see. I don't know how much of these pictures are photoshopped or real. I honestly, the internet, I have no idea. <laughs> They're so funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have, uh, oh no, there hasn't been any, oh, LeBron John, what was the other, what was the other story? Oh, I forgot already. But you're. Oh, I had a LeBron joke that was, I thought was pretty funny. Um. So they talked about in the Christmas Day game how he spends like a million dollars a year on his body. Yeah. And then after the game, he tweeted out um, that because he rolled his ankle at the end of the game. And he, he said he said something along the lines of like, I'll have to have a nice glass of red wine to or a nice glass of wine to help my ankle feel better. 
I was like, oh, spending a million dollars by buying expensive wine, that makes a lot of sense, <laughs> as opposed to, if you count that as towards your body, as opposed to, you know, whatever the hell else he actually does. Yeah. Um, that was my joke. It was better in a tweet, but uh, I tried to I tried to do it again here. Um, verbal tweet. On the, ver, verbal tweet. Uh, yeah, Clippers worrisome. Uh, Gold State, a little worried about them. A little worried about them. Although uh, Draymond Green didn't play, uh, they got crushed by the Bucks, and it wasn't even close. Um, Curry looks not not back yet. I don't know, but he was missing the two other players who are as good as him. So we're up on his level, let's say. Anything else interesting? I don't know. People uh, think the Trailblazers are going to be good. Okay, sure. I'll have to see that before before I believe it. Yeah. On that one. With that. All right. That's our early NBA breakdown. Yeah. All the hard hitting, the hard hitting breakdown. Whoop. Uh, any other throw ins, Casey? I think that's all that I had. Do you have anything else? No, that's all. That's all I had. Let's go to that's ESPN quick. See if there's any late breaking things. Breaking news. Uh, we talked about Haskins being released. You made that joke. That was a good one. <laughs> Right, that pick was weird when it happened. Um, yeah. At fifteen, I thought he was like a second or a third rounder going into that. I can't remember now, but no, it was weird. It happened, and then it didn't get it. Like his his play along with his, I guess his, you know, his attitude yeah. did not help. Yeah. And all. antics, yeah, his antics. So, but yeah, so. well, it was funny because they were like, he was at a strip club without a mask. <laughs> like, whoa, <laughs> that was the deal breaker. Okay. That was it. That was it. <laughs> Which I mean, yeah, I guess you should be wearing a mask. But I mean, come on. But okay, so if you're an NFL player, yeah, I mean, I know he's a rookie. Or no, he's not. He's still on his rookie deal. He's uh, second year. This is his second year. Yeah, he's still he was his... released before the end of his second year. Yeah, that's crazy. He's still on his rookie deal. I know he's not like you know wearing your money, but I'm also assuming he went with other players. I'm just making the assumption. Um, yeah, he didn't go by himself. You're yeah, he didn't go by himself. Can't you just have strippers come to your house? Like he, I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> and then he, because I was listening to, um, part of my take. Yeah. And they at least alluded there, or they said that he was dropping them off, back, the the strippers off back at their place. <laughs> oh. uh, so he was doing them a favor. Yeah, um, got it. But I think you could. I think you could. Yeah. I'm just saying. There's if been way if too you many- were if you were an NFL player, I think you could manage that. Yeah, there's been way too many stories about these professional, like like, which just goes to show you how much they go to strip clubs that they can't stay away. Just like even if it's outside of protocol. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just you know what? This, we should get a PSA. We should make a PSA. Just just bring the strip right. club home. Just bring. There it home. we go. We'll make our first PSA. Yeah. <laughs> bring the strip club. <laughs> bring the strip club home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That's it for my throw in. Um, bring the strip God, club PSA If I was, I, I'm thinking of a way to do it, but I'm obviously not creative enough to actually like put together a PSA. <laughs> but man, let's get the research department on it and see if we can put something together. All right. So, yeah, PBA research department, get together, we'll get that P- PSA out. Until then, you guys can follow us at, on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR. Casey at Prof Badger fan. That is it for me. Casey, you got any last words? 
All right, wishing all of you a happy new year uh, as we will speak to you after the new year uh, next time. And until then, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.